Thanks to Health IQ for supporting industry focus. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance. To see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com slash full to take the proprietary Health IQ quiz and potentially save up to 41% on premiums. Welcome to Industry Focus, the show that dives into a different sector of the stock market every single day. Today is Wednesday, November the 27th, and we're talking healthcare. I'm your host, Shannon Jones, and I am joined uh, via Skype by Full.com's health and tech specialist, none other than Brian Feroldi. Brian, how's it going? Hey, Shannon. I am in the middle of a massive kitchen remodel right now. So my house is absolutely crazy as the moment. That's what's going on with me. And I know that hopefully the listeners can figure out that your voice is not is not cooperating well today. So we'll yes. try and keep your talking to a minimum. Yes, thank you for that. But of course, wanted to make sure that we were able to get in this very special pre-Thanksgiving episode. So hopefully my voice will hang it in there. But I'm excited for today's topic because it's really a topic that we haven't really explored in depth on industry-focused healthcare, but one that is certainly um, catching a lot of investors' attention Uh, especially lately with the IPO market, and that is none other than the medical aesthetics market. Brian, I mean, this is a huge opportunity. Uh, We chatted just a few weeks ago um, about a couple of companies, some of which we'll cover today. But when it comes to this market, just how big of an opportunity are we looking at right now? Yeah, the aesthetics market is, uh, and and we're specifically talking about the medical aesthetics market, uh, is far bigger than you would probably assume. So in America, uh, the sales in 2017 were about $8.5 billion. Globally, uh, sales, again, in 2017, were over $10 billion. So this is actually a very big market. And what's attractive for investors, uh, there's a couple of things that are attractive. Uh, First off, the entire industry is growing at about a 10% annualized rate. By 2024, um, global sales are estimated to be almost $19 billion. And what's driving that is a gradual aging and graying of the global population combined with the obesity epidemic. And then when you sprinkle in um, social pressure from social media and the Instagram generation, there's growing demand for um, aesthetic procedures. And to, again, give you some more uh, numbers about each year, about 40 million laser procedures are performed worldwide. And that includes hair removal, Pigment, uh, pigment lesions, uh, leg vein removal, acne, uh, leg vein removal, excuse me, and uh, vascular lesions. And um, from a surgical perspective, about 2.5 million plastic surgery procedures take place worldwide every year. And the attractive things for investors about that market is not only is it huge, but there's no reimbursement. All of these procedures are cash pay. So you are completely eliminating um, an enormous risk um, with, the, with the payment right out, of the, uh, right out of the model. So when you are a company that's playing into this market, that is highly attractive. Yeah, that's such a great point, Brian. I think, you know, with a lot of physicians' offices now, there's some private practices that are really trying to open up and expand for the exact reason that you said. It's because there's no reimbursement involved. So now they want to have kind of like a, 
an aesthetic or even uh, uh, overall health and wellness component to their practice because this is income that they don't have to rely on payers for. Um, you mentioned, of course, the very uh, very heavy Instagram culture and even to the aging uh, baby boomer market. I mean, everyone wants to stay forever young and also look forever fit. So I think there are, are there's a lot driving this market. Um, as I've said before, and we've kind of talked about this, the, my only hesitation is that with procedures like this, obviously it is very much reliant on disposable income. So that means the economy has to be humming along Again, like we're seeing right now, unemployment is low. And so I think it makes a lot of sense to see growth in this in this space. But when and if a downturn hits, a recession hits, these will be some of the first procedures to go. But even with that, this is a space that is growing. Um, it's becoming cheaper. Um, a lot of these treatments now are uh, faster. You don't require as many follow-on treatments and the technology is improving. So this really is a space that investors can't afford to ignore any longer. Yeah, I, I think that that's exactly right. And you bring up an excellent point that these are optional procedures and they can be delayed um, indefinitely through economic hardship. But the vanity culture is not going away. So it might be more resilient than than investors are assuming. And again, we're talking about billions in dollars in sales here. So even even a contraction still generates enormous opportunity um, for individual companies like we're going to be talking about today. Yes. And speaking of companies, let's get to the first, and that is none other than InMode. And that is ticker symbol INMD. Um, this is a company that really kind of quietly IPO'd, I believe it was in early August, but has exploded since it debuted onto the market. Brian, this is an Israeli-based company really built around minimally invasive tech. What can you tell us about what it is that they do? Yeah, so to your point, InMode, uh, which is ticker symbol INMD, they came public in August of this year, so just a few months ago, and they're already up three almost 300% uh, during that time. So Wall Street has really taken uh, focus on this business. And when you dig in, um, it, it's it's extremely impressive. So what InMode does is they sell minimally invasive aesthetic surgery equipment. So they have a range of products that are used in uh, plastic surgery, uh, and their primary customers are gynecologists, dermatologists, uh, ophthalmologists and and the like. And what InMode, what makes InMode special is its technology is based on radio frequency um, that is applied directly to the skin and eviscerates fat tissue below the skin without scarring. So their technology can be used to um, suck away or, or make um, liquefy fat, uh, unwanted fat below the neck, the arm, uh, the belly. It can also be used to remove acne and wrinkles. Um, and the results that they provide are very long lasting without really a lot of the negatives that are associated with plastic surgery. So when you get plastic surgery, very common to go uh, under anesthesia, have a long recovery time, and, and have to deal with scarring. InMode's technology kind of bypasses all that and provides all of the benefits, or they'd say all of the benefits without any of uh, any of the negatives. And from an investor standpoint, they are pursuing a uh, razor and blade business model. Right now, since they're still 
uh, small and, and upcoming. 90% of their sales are coming from the razors, so the machines themselves, and about 10% are from uh, the consumables and contract agreements, which is what we should care about mostly as investors over the long term. But uh, both numbers are growing uh, pretty quickly. And although this is a relatively new company to the public markets, it's actually uh, it, 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 their products are actually available um, all over the world. They already have more than 4,400 of their units installed around the world. Uh, they're in 49 uh, different countries. In the U.S., which is by far their biggest market, um, they have already have more than 2,600 uh, customers. And this company has only reported earnings twice um, since coming public, but the numbers that we've seen are incredibly impressive. Um, so last quarter, they reported revenue growth of 57% to $40 million. Um, and their gross margin... Uh, which jumped off the page to me, was up 100 basis points to 87%. And that was uh, that the revenue number was better than expected. And that high of a gross margin allowed this company to crank out a net margin or a profit margin um, that was extremely high, $16.2 million in profit on $40 million in sales. That is incredibly impressive. Yes. And I mean, this is a company, when you look at the numbers, you get impressed. Um, but really, in terms of where they have kind of slotted into the market, they've positioned their technology in between the traditional surgery, which, of course, does have the scarring, the downtime, the anesthesia that's involved, and also the laser market. So laser, of course, has been extremely popular. One of the companies we'll talk about has really carved out a niche for itself in the laser market. But they're really kind of slotting right in the middle. Basically, you have less downtime, less scarring, and also, two potentially better results. It doesn't require nearly as frequent uh, treatments, but also potentially better results. And for them, you talked about um, how they have been expanding around the globe Worldwide, there are over 20 million aesthetic procedures performed annually. Um, and for InMode, their devices address 8 million of them right now. So they've got a number of different devices. They're expanding globally. A lot to watch here. Um, I want to jump, though, and talk about another company in this space because the competitive threats you really can't underscore because it's not just in mode. Um, there's another company in this space called Qterra and also some bigger players in this space, too. You've got Allergan, you've got Abvi as well. But let's talk about Qterra. This is a company we actually talked about um, a few weeks ago. But, Brian, for those listeners who may not be aware, not up to speed, what can you tell us about Qterra and really – how how different is it from an in mode? Sure. Uh, we as uh, as you mentioned, we covered this um, company on our November sixth episode when we talked about some of the best performing med tech stocks of twenty nineteen. One of those is Qterra, ticker symbol C U T R. They are about a five hundred million dollar uh, market cap company, so about a third the size of of in mode uh, currently. But what they do is they focus on laser systems that are used in dermat uh, dermatological and plastic surgery procedures, and they also help with uh, body sculpt. Uh, hair removal, but uh, and they also do um, tattoo removal, which is something that uh, Inmo does not do at the present, um, I, I believe. Um, so Qterra has been around for longer. Worldwide, they have over 10,000 of their systems installed. And what we talked about, that uh, the, one of the reasons that Wall Street has really taken an interest in this business is they are seriously shifting their business um, away from a capital sales business towards a razor and blade model. So their newer devices um, 
have a significant consumable sales portion to them, which helps generate more recurring revenue that's higher margin. So that fact, that that strategy is taking hold and is one of the reasons why uh, the stock has performed so well this year. But uh, as we saw in their most recent uh, quarter, uh, we saw revenue growth of 12%, so significantly slower um, than InMode. But a big reason why is their newer products are still overtaking um, sales of their older products. So their new products growing fast, their legacy products are declining. That's the reason why the, the top line um, growth is relatively muted. Um, but uh, below the line, we saw that their gross margin uh, took a, a step up, 100 basis points to 51%. Um, and 21% of their revenue is now recurring in nature. Um, that's very attractive for investors, and the company expects that that number is going to continue moving higher. Uh, Qterra was also uh, recently um, able to generate a small profit, has a, a debt-free balance sheet, and... Um, it's 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 really a nice nice little business, but they are going to be competing eventually with InMode, which definitely has um, a differentiated solution that is clearly taking market share right now. But Qterra definitely looks like a very interesting business for investors to get to know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think in this space, we've seen the competitive threats um, kind of come and go. You've seen a lot of companies end up getting acquired or taken private. Um, but I think this is one matchup you'll definitely want to keep your eyes on. Um, on the other side of the break, we've got a third stock to round out uh, this week's industry Focus healthcare show. But before we do, a quick word from our friends at Health IQ. If you're anything like me, you're probably trying to do all the right things when it comes to your health. Getting an average of eight hours of sleep per night? Yes. Eating a quality, well-balanced diet? Yes to that. Are you exercising four or more times a week? Absolutely. Basically, like me, I mean, you're trying to do all the right things to ensure you live a long life. But isn't it time for you to be financially rewarded for your commitment to a healthy lifestyle? I certainly think so. And so does Health IQ. So introducing Health IQ, they use science and data to secure lower rates for people like you on their life insurance. To see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com slash full to take the proprietary Health IQ quiz. And depending upon your score, as well as other related qualifying factors, you can save up to 41% on your life insurance premiums compared to other providers. That's healthiq.com slash full. All right, so let's talk about the third company in the global aesthetics market, and that is none other than Cientra, and that's ticker symbol S-I-E-N. Brian, when one typically thinks of this space, I think this is the type of company that most investors or even people in the public tend to think of. And this is a company um, that's really made its bread and butter in the breast implant market. Um, But what else can you tell us about this company in terms of what they do and really their, their key products? Yeah, so uh, Sientra, and for a sense of scale, uh, this is about a $430 million uh, market cap company. It's been on the market for for many years, and for a long time, they were solely focused on uh, breast surgery products that were used for augmentation or reconstruction. Uh, However, within the last... um, a uh, year or so, they've been. Uh, they launched into a brand new uh, market category in the aesthetics market with a launch of a product called Miradry, and this is a non-surgical treatment for excessive underarm sweating. So they created a product that uses thermal energy 
to eliminate sweat or odor glands under the armpit. And this treats a condition called uh, hyperhidrosis, which is actually very, very common. I mean, you're talking about um, 15 million Americans alone um, could potentially benefit uh, from from um, surgical intervention with uh, to eliminate uh, sweat and odor glands. That so just guys- that, that just shocks me, Brian. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt <laughs> you, but I didn't realize how massive of a problem this actually is. Yeah, it's it's bigger than you think, right? I mean, um, and that's just in the U.S. Uh, too. I mean, if you zoom out to include the world, the numbers just go uh, skyrocket from there. So that is a been a very interesting. A launch for this company, which again has been dependent on uh, breast surgery uh, sales for for so years, so that has certainly captured investors' attention. Uh, this is a company that's revenue um, recently grew uh, 33% to 22.4 million, with about 50% sales mix between uh, their Mirror Dry and their breast products. Uh, their gross margin is is pretty strong at uh, 67%, and they are. Pursuing a razor and blade business model uh, with the consumable portion having a 90% gross margin. So in time, there is reason to believe that both sales and gross margin uh, can increase. Um, On the flip side, the company is generating pretty significant net losses. So last quarter, their net loss was $22 million. um, And they actually announced a corporate restructuring program to uh, lower their costs and really refocus the business to, to, uh, to increase efficiency. And they have a pretty pretty good balance sheet. You're talking about 121 million in cash, uh, 38 million in debt. And when you talk about uh, opportunity uh, in the U.S., they believe their uh, the breast the breast products have an opportunity of about 700 million in annual sales. But their mirror dry product, uh, their estimate is 6.7 billion in annual sales. Now that's again off of 15 million potential U.S. consumers. Um, so that is probably an inflated number. But it's still there, there's still room for this company to put up. Uh, 20% top line growth for many years, I think. Yeah, this is such an interesting company, especially with um, them having this new Mira Dry product line coming out, because and you've probably all seen and heard headlines with all the safety concerns surrounding breast implants. Sientra actually got a slap on the wrist from the FDA um, related to their silicone gel breast implants. Basically, the agency came out and said that they didn't do the post-approval study requirements that they were supposed to, basically evaluating the long-term performance of the implants and following the participants of the study annually for 10 years. Um, of course, you know, Sientra came right out, issued a letter to physicians reinforcing that this is safe, but there's a lot of question marks just in this breast implant segment. So I do like to see that they've got another opportunity um, moving forward that's a lot bigger than just the breast implant space. But of course, now, Brian, now that we've talked about three companies, uh, now's the time to ask which one of the three is your favorite right now? Well, I think that all three of these companies are uh, have have interesting products in uh, obviously a massive market. So uh, to me, it always comes down to uh, what's their valuation look like, what's their growth potential, and what are their financials look like today. So uh, let's start with uh, Sientra. So they're trading for about five times sales. Uh, they're not yet profitable, but they're estimated 20% revenue growth. I would argue that they're the riskiest of any of these because their their net loss is pretty uh, substantial. Um, uh, then there's Qterra, uh, which is um, three times sales. So that's a pretty low multiple right there. But on the flip side, they're trading at 66 times uh, next year's uh, earnings, 
uh, estimates. Uh, but they're also estimated to grow their profits, and they, and they are profitable at 25% rate. Uh, so that's not extreme. Uh, but then there's InMode. InMode is trading at 12 times sales, but only 32 times next year's earnings because, again, this company is just so profitable. And not only that, they're growing their revenue at uh, 25%. So this is the rare situation where not only is InMode growing the fastest, but if you're using next year's earnings estimates, this is actually also the cheapest stock. So that makes it a no-brainer for, for me to make that my favorite. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. A no-brainer is a very good way to explain InMode right now. I mean, you've got double-digit top-line growth. They're profitable. And with their platform, I still think lots of optionality and that large international opportunity. Had a chance to sit down and uh, chat with Bill Mann, who is a lead advisor for one of our global investing services. And he just talked about how big the aesthetic market in the uh, Asia Pacific region is and got really excited about it. And so for me, I think hands down, InMode is the the clear winner of the three. Um, But um, of course, there are more. And so I think, Brian, you and I need to come back to this segment, not only update on these three, but I think we should probably even add a few more to these as well. Yeah, there are a number of companies to choose from. And we didn't even touch on many of the bigger ones. These are more of the, the tier play focuses on them. But yeah, this this is a big market and we have definitely not showed enough love on industry focus. So investors should get to know, should, should get to know it. Absolutely. So we will be sure to follow up with that. As for this week, that'll do it for Industry Focus Healthcare. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. And The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. This show is being mixed by Austin Morgan. For Brian Feroldi, I'm Shannon Jones. Thanks for listening, and full on. Full on.